Hello, and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. We're ready to dive into the deep end of running a creative business, the joys, the sorrows, and the shit no one wants to talk about. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, a traveling wedding photographer and coach for creative business owners who scaled two businesses while single parenting, so I know it doesn't always go as planned. Hold on to your seats as we explore what wholeness looks like within your creative journey and how growth doesn't always come in the ways we expect. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be sharing an interview Kristen did with Lauren Gish for the podcast, The Ownership Mindset. I hope you enjoy. Today, I want to introduce you all to my friend, Kristen. Um, Kristen, would you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and how you spend your days? Yeah, I'm Kristen Sweeting. I'm a wedding photographer, and I do some other photography too, but mainly weddings. And also, I'm a coach for creatives, so I have an online course that teaches how to grow a creative business, specifically a photography business, but lots of other creatives take it as well, and then have a mastermind and do coaching and things like that. And I live in Franklin, Tennessee. I have a son who is six. That keeps me pretty busy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Six is pretty curious and busy. So yeah. I'm like, don't do that thing that's going to put you in danger. And he's like, what this thing? (laughs) Yeah. I call that the don't die phase where you're just managing. You're like, don't die. Just don't yeah, die. Just, just don't <laughs> die. Totally. So Kristen and I met through Instagram, really, I think would be our connection. Maybe and we live so, close yeah. by. We live close by to each other. So we met for coffee. It was like going on a blind date. Like I felt like I was like on a <laughs> Tinder meet, like not a Tinder meetup. That's awful. But like a <laughs> funny meetup. Like, and you we my friend. I know. I was like, do you want to be friends? And we kind of hit it (laughs) off and I've been hanging out. And the thing that I love about Kristen, just to like preface our interview, is this really, you just, you come off very like laid back and relaxed, even when you're talking about something that's kind of intense. And so I love (laughs) to, I love talking with you because I just feel this sense of like, I don't know, like, it's just like calm and you are very thoughtful about the way that you live your life and the way you run your business. And I've really loved hearing you talk about change and the way that you're willing to change your, just the way you do things to really suit the way that you're living. And so that's really why I wanted to have you on as a guest, because that's what we're talking about. So what we're going to talk about today, you're so welcome. Um, We are talking about your thought life and if it's changed and affected your business. And so I know there's a couple of things you want to share, but I'd love for you to tell us about a time that maybe you changed your mind about something in your business that's really created change for you. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I think when I first started realizing how powerful my thoughts were as it came to growing my business, that was a major change for me of like, Oh, I can be sitting at my computer worried about putting myself out there in this new way because of XYZ peer that I think is going to judge me. Or I could decide like, I'm, I'm going to choose to think differently about this situation so that I feel empowered to put the things out into the world that I want to create. But 
there was so much, I was giving so much of my thought power to other people instead of really working on reining that in and making really deliberate choices based on what I wanted to try or what I wanted to create or experience. That was like a big shift for me. So I love that this is our topic because I love talking just like you do. I love talking about mindset, love talking about, you know, the power of our brains to do or not do the things that we want to (laughs) do. I wanted to ask you a question before we dig in. When you talked about changing your mindset and realizing the power you had over your thoughts, was there a specific moment for you where that just like you saw it, like it shifted? Yeah, I, I had hired my first business coach when I was really hitting a wall. You know, there were a lot of stuff had happened in my personal life. So I had a young baby, my spouse at the time had lost a job my dad passed away and all I felt all this pressure on me and I was working with a coach and was kind of thinking through like what are some you know what are some new ways to bring excitement back into my business we needed more money we needed to feel more secure and I remember this moment of I realized the reason I wasn't doing some things was like one or two peers in my mm. local friend circle that I knew would like kind of roll their eyes at me because I had been rolling my eyes with them at people trying new things, like what I <laughs> wanted to try. You know, it was like, yeah. I was the critic that then was becoming the inner critic. And then I was, you know, assuming these two people would be like, what are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she asked me and I spent a lot of time journaling and thinking about like, in five years, is it going to matter what this person thinks about me, whether I tried this or not, you know, and, and even realizing, and this is still a hard one for me to realize, (laughs) because it's true. It's like, people are going to judge you no matter what you do, whether you don't do something or you do do something. So you might as well try the things you want to try. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, So tell me a little bit about how that affected your business. So at the time you were just doing photography, right? When you hired your business coach. Yeah. Okay. I was just doing photography mm -hmm. and some mentoring. Honestly, I've done mentoring and coaching my whole career because that was what I came out of as a, um, for teenagers in a nonprofit. So when I started doing photography, I automatically had people who wanted to intern for me or people who wanted to assist me, you know, like, so I feel like I've been doing some mentoring and coaching the whole time, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't doing it on like an official capacity where I was trying to put things out and, um, you know, realize that I, I was good at it. And so, but there was definitely a trend. So I don't know, everyone and their mom was a photographer, you know, like I felt like so many people were rolling their eyes at me. Everyone is posting cute photos on Facebook back when Facebook had a different kind of algorithm, you know, and I definitely felt like a lot of pressure to not do it um, because like everyone else was and you're just following the herd or whatever. And it felt similarly when I started the education side of my business too. Um, Everyone was doing education or it's all a scam or it's very like MLME or whatever. Yeah. And And some of those things are true. There's definitely things that are scammy. There's definitely other things, you know, but like there was a lot of kind of like, oh, you shouldn't do that because 
of XYZ person doing it or whatever. So, but like pushing through those like roadblocks were some of the biggest business changes that happened in both sides of my business. Like if I had let that one person let make me not start my photography business, I would have been, you know, I, I wouldn't even know all the things that I could have missed out on, you know? Yeah. And same with like education, but you know, that, that situation keeps kind of coming back up in different ways throughout the course of my business. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think, um, I love how you're talking about too, like the thing that you judged was the thing that you secretly like, not maybe didn't even realize that you wanted or needed to do. I have definitely found myself in that boat many of many times where I'm like, yeah, I was, yeah, maybe I thought I would never do that. And now here we are. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so let's fast forward to now. And so tell me right now, I know we've, we talked about it, but you're like, you're definitely seeing that cycle again and again in your business around your thoughts and just your mindset. So tell me a little bit about where you're at right now with your business and what you're seeing. Yeah. I mean, I think for me and for a lot of people in the wedding industry, it was like, you know, photographic work wasn't safe to do. And so um, it was really timely that I had already kind of pivoted into this education space. So I had a lot of time to focus on that. And then 2021, all those weddings and more came back. So I was doing twice to three times the amount of weddings I would normally do. I was coaching even a bigger group than I had ever coached. So there was like this huge workload and emotional labor load in 2021. And that kind of showed me that, oh, I need to, again, go back and be more intentional with my energy of where I want to put it in 2022. So the change for me now is a change from being really motivated by business growth goals and now being really motivated by personal growth goals and like spaciousness and connecting with friends and family. And so I feel like I'm seeing a reorienting of my priorities. Not that it was bad. Like, I don't think it's bad to work towards financial goals in your business. Those are important. Those are awesome. But it is interesting. Like once I hit those financial goals, it almost opened up a whole new like realm of, okay, now you need to really focus on these relationships. This I don't know. I I think of it as like that, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It's like once your needs are met, Uh then you realize you can, there's like these other levels of self-actualization that you feel like you are safe to pursue now. And that's, that's what it feels like for me. So I'm really minimizing, simplifying with the intention of like creating a lot of space for my relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, when you hit some of those big goals that you wanted to hit, did it feel different than you thought it was going to? Yeah. Yes. So the first couple of times I remember getting depressed, like a few years ago, I would hit a goal, something I'd been working really hard towards. You'd be excited for a minute and then I'd be depressed. Like kind of like what's next, you know, like that happened. And now, now the bar feels like it moved. Um, And that's happened to me multiple times where it's like, I hit the thing I thought I really wanted And then 
you barely enjoy it before you're kind of like on to the next thing. And it can kind of send you into a little bit of an existential spiral where you're like, I actually don't know what to do with this amount of money now, or I don't know what to do with the business this size, or, oh, I'm on a path that I didn't actually want and I didn't realize it until just now you know so yeah. like yeah all those things are possibilities and I see it with my clients too if sometimes you build towards something and you're like oh wait a minute I don't like this as much as I thought I did and you feel like you have to go back to square one but you don't realize you're not going back to square one you're just like finding those switchbacks on your path like the whole path is the the whole path is the creation process and the beauty, yeah. you know, it's not just getting to the top. Like there's amazing things the whole way. And often there's a curve you don't expect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you, have you hit that? So going back to that, like saying, like, you think you have to go back to square one, like, was there a time where you hit, you know, hit a goal and you really had to work on your mindset being like, I like, was there pressure? Did you have pressure? to be like, no, I have to just keep going on this path because I've already worked so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's internal pressure and a lot of times external pressure. You get a lot more validation when you're actively, you know, busting down goals and you're moving towards something. There's a lot less validation to things like taking time for therapy or taking a sabbatical or, you know, like, getting your house cozy or, you know, um, so yeah, there's definitely pressure and you kind of, you kind of build this machine that then it's like, you know, it's like building AI or whatever. You're like, all of a sudden has a mind of its own and wants to just do its own thing, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like I, I'm like, I'm, I've built a creative business to allow myself to have a lifestyle and the relationships and the creativity that I want. And so if I get off of that, if I get off of that path, that's when I, that's when I know I need to, to readjust. Cause it's like, we should be, we should feel the freedom to constantly readjust if it's not serving our ultimate goal for what our business is supposed to do for us. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something that you have in place? Or maybe like behaviors or something you notice in your own life that have to shift when you start being like, oh, I'm off track. I'm off purpose. There's something you notice mm-hmm. for yourself. Like things that I start doing. Yeah. 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 I feel a lot less like safe in my own skin or um, kind of like anxious all the time. I find myself not making healthy aligned choices for myself. It's more like, you know, everything needs to keep going. If one, if one thing falls out of the play out of place, everything else is going to fall down. So um, uh-huh. I even, I recently was feeling this way and started as simple as it sounds. I started like at the ground, at the, like ground floor, started like clearing out closets in my house and like clearing out email inboxes and saying no to social, to like social hangouts, you know, it was like, I was just saying yes to a lot of good things, but doing it without a lot of like intention for the bigger. Yes. So I had to start yeah. saying no, start selling things start cutting things out, like close my calendar for my business. And like the, the personal life choices play into business stress so much more than I ever thought. So like if my personal life is getting out of hand, 
it's a it's like a big flag to me that I need to do some readjusting. Yeah. Has there been times in your business where you like has it taken you time to realize that your personal life and your professional life are not as separate as some would like like it to be? <laughs> I feel like I realized that pretty soon in running my own business because of just how intertwined the things are. But I do think, I think balance is good, but just everything does mesh together so much and trying to fight for them to be totally separate doesn't even seem reasonable in our modern world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. I think that that fight just adds pressure, like unnecessary pressure to people's businesses. And like, if you can just come to accept that this is together, that'll help. That'll definitely help. I'm very excited to be able to invite you to the sixth live walkthrough of Danger School. This is our coaching program that we have been running for a few years now, and it goes into marketing and finances and building a creative business based on your core values and growing in an authentic way. So we go through our four pillars of how to grow a creative business that is sustainable, enjoyable, filled with purpose, and has multiple streams of revenue so you feel financially safe, you feel like you get to explore a lot of things that come along with your creativity. This program is so much fun, and when we do a walkthrough like this, it involves live coaching too. So instead of just walking through the program by yourself, you get to join in with a group of people who are growing their business. It's like a mini mastermind. We go every couple weeks, we have a live call on Zoom where we get to do coaching around the topic for that week. We get to go over what the lesson was, apply it to your business. So you get the best of community, coaching, and this program that has helped so many creative business owners grow their business, their finances, their purpose, and we would love to have you join us. We are starting April 7th. This is 2022. We usually run this program about once a year. You can buy the online course at any time, but this specific coaching walkthrough only happens once a year, and we would love for you to be part of it. So uh, Danger School Plus is open for enrollment now, and I hope you jump in and join us for all the magic that we're going to create this year together. So as you enter into the new year and you're talking about like transitioning some things in your business again what so you've cleared out some stuff you're clear you cleared a lot of your calendar so what does that look like for your business like are you excited about what's ahead have you had some reservations what does that look like yeah both I mean both I'm very excited because I think my my word is spaciousness and kind of finding some more letting there be room to be curious and creative again I think I like Again, I was saying yes to so many good things on the personal side and the business side that was like not leaving that blank space where you can create stuff. And that's like where I'm the happiest as a creative person is when I can like sit and create something. So yeah, um, I'm excited. I have been, I've been nervous and I've been 
looking for signs and looking for clues and everything just points back to like, wait and like, let it unfold. It's okay. You know? Yeah. So, um, one of the things I'm doing is just having really simple routines. I'm not, I don't tend to naturally be a routine person, but like little things that bring me joy that I can anticipate, like a Thursday night standing date night, a Friday friends lunch, you know, um, a walk to coffee three days a week, like having those little routines really helps the blank spaces feel more free flowing because it's like, okay. And at three o'clock I do this and at five o'clock my friend comes over or whatever. So yeah, just those little like routine hacks and simplifying things has really helped. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how long, how many years have you been in this business? I've been doing photography um, as a business for about 11 years. Okay. So if you could go back to that initial self that was like diving into this world and then diving into really like coaching and education, what would you tell that person now about mindset and change? Yeah. I mean, I think I would say, let it be messy. Like, especially at the beginning just ride that wave of excitement and let it be messy. And then the faster you can kind of get over those mindset hurdles the faster you're going to figure out the thing that really works for you. You know, like yeah. if I wasn't sitting around stalling for a year being like, this friend's going to judge me, you know, like I could have tried some stuff, failed at it, figured it out and tried something else that then would work a couple years sooner, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's the other thing too, is like failure is part of the process And I was such a perfectionist at the beginning. I was so concerned and still am, you know, concerned about my reputation being ruined or concerned about not being the cool person to go to anymore for photography. Like someday I'll age out of this and no one will want to work with me anymore. You know, those, those are all mindset things that are keeping you from doing the thing that you really want to do. And so the faster you can move past that and realize like it's going to be messy and not perfect the sooner you're going to get to the thing that feels good and aligned. And I would tell them as soon as you do, as soon as you find that your life is going to change and it's going to change again. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. The business I built to support me being a mom with a baby or being a single parent with a toddler is not the business I need now. Yeah. And that's okay. You know? Yeah. I love that. I think that's definitely, I mean, personally, something that I've dealt with and clients of mine have dealt with where you're just like, you think that there's going to be this point where you arrive. And then the second that business serves you, it needs to change again. It needs to change for your client. It needs to change for if you have a staff, it needs to change for your staff. Like it just keeps going. And that's definitely something that, um, I love having the conversation about because I need to be reminded (laughs) of like, it's fine. Yeah. And that's actually where I don't know about you, but like I found my best, my best breakthroughs, my biggest business like wins is when I've embraced that. Like, I'm afraid this is going to fail, but it has to change. So let's go. Yeah. I I mean, I agree with that. I'm just like, 
when you when you fall in love with change and the beauty of letting your business evolve, it's like your business is part of the creative project. And yeah, because I think when I think of this is this linear line, we're climbing mm-hmm. this mountain, I'm going to hit, you know, half a million dollars in revenue or a million dollars in revenue. And then I'll then like, I'll never have to figure out anything again. And it'll just like coast from there or whatever. That's not really how it works. Either you want to keep growing and you'll figure out different things or like your life will change. And you're like, the way I built this doesn't serve me anymore. And now I need mm-hmm. to like undo it and to a point and redo it again. And um, like I said, I, th- I think it feels like we think we have to go back to the beginning. But you don't realize you already are so far just because you you have like learned those lessons and made those changes before. And it's just faster every time that you kind of like lean into that change. Yeah. I think that somehow, I mean, I'm speaking from my own experience, but like, I'll forget that I'm creative. And so I'll be like, I'll just master this system and I'll like get it. I'll have my like content written and it'll just like go and work. And I'm like, I can't live like that. Like I'm constantly, I forget that I have to create to, be engaged. Right. And one of the things that we've talked about that I found really interesting about your business is yes, you've appealed to like photographers and planners and like people in that world, but you've had some other really interesting clients that have like, you've had therapists and you've had people in finance and like, what are some other like areas of work you've had people come to you or sorry, Um, other careers people have come to you in? Yeah. Um, I've had scientists and shop owners and therapists and, you know, executive assistants, virtual assistants, uh, social media managers. Like I think, I think everyone is creative. And so, you know, what it feels like is creative is like, Oh, you have to be an artist. You have to be a photographer you have to be a musician. Everyone's creative. And so a lot of times people will choose a creative adjacent field of working. And I love the book, The Artist's Way, because she talks about shadow artists a lot. It's like, you choose to be a therapist because that feels like the more practical thing to do when really you are a creative person Mm -hmm. who just like chose something more practical that their parents wanted them to do. I mean, it doesn't mean you don't love it, but there's this part of you that's like, but I want to write or I want to sing or I want to, you know, and so I think those professions being in a group setting with people who are doing creative things and are on this journey together, I've seen it be so beneficial to everybody because you get like all these different perspectives. You get all of this energy and this support system of different perspectives. Mm -hmm. I think that's so interesting because I don't, I don't feel like many people that I know, even though they are creating, whether they're in marketing or social or, in finance or whatever, like they don't, they see themselves as like plugging into a system or plugging into something bigger than themselves. And it, it, they're creating their own stuff and therapists too. Like they're creating with people. That's such an interesting, like on the fly, creative, you have things you learn, I guess, but there's so much that goes into that, that has to happen in the moment. I love that. I think it's really cool. So I, would love for you to share with everybody kind of where they can find you online and what you're doing in the next year, what you're offering. Yeah. And my photography is 
kristensweeting.com or um, at Kristen Sweeting is kind of the center point of all the different things. So photography and coaching. Um, next year, I have a couple retreats and doing some intensives. So that's like a full day coaching day, just working one on one with people. Um, and then, you know, probably next year, I'll bring back the bigger programs. This was my year to recalibrate some of those. But I also have an online course danger school that will be running this year. That's really awesome. If you're maybe more at the beginning stages of starting your business and want it, you're like, I have been doing this, but I need to get this, the, um, the business side of it figured out so I can keep doing it. Um, mm-hmm. then danger school is great for that. So. Awesome. This episode was produced and edited by the lovely Jen Madigan creative music for this episode was written and recorded by Jamie Lono and Shammy D. Thanks for being part of our Dangerous Creatives podcast community, and we'll see you again next time.